It's another week of The Anxious Creative, and this week we are talking about how to get others to trust and respect you. Disclaimer really quick, guys, is that I talk about this episode being on YouTube that you can go and watch. Um, As you'll hear in the episode, I totally mess up and didn't record it. So know that the first few minutes I am chatting about going over to YouTube, watching watching and hanging out with me on this episode over there, but know that I messed up and it's not there. Anyway, let's dive into this week's episode, how to get others to trust and respect you. You're listening to The Anxious Creative Podcast, episode 38. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. Guys, it's The Anxious Creative Podcast, and if you're listening to this, uh, know that you might be watching it too. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is so much more awkward when I'm filming myself. You guys, I'm so excited to announce that The Anxious Creative is now on YouTube if you want to come hang out. Um, I'm totally not even looking at the right place on my camera. This is so new and I'm just doing it raw and unedited because you know me, I think my phone's about to pop out of the holder, you guys. I think it might like hit me in the face right away. I'm so new to doing this video thing, but I'm so excited for requests from you guys to bring the anxious creative into video format. So you can listen to this in your car, in your earbuds, same way you've been doing it, or you can come on over to YouTube and hang out with me and watch the anxious creative. So welcome and let's get to it. All right, this week's episode, and I'm holding my microphone. This is how like we're just doing this. I'm not trying, I'm not waiting till it's all perfect and it's all together. I'm just doing it. Anyway, this week's podcast episode is how to get others to like, oops, that's not it. How to get others to trust and respect you. Boom. Yeah. All right. So how to get others to trust and respect you. How many people have felt totally disrespected and not felt trusted by your clients, maybe in your business or your loved ones or your partner or your friends? I know I've totally been there. It's tough. And it's like, why do I keep attracting these people that just treat me like shit? Yeah. Um, so let's just get into a little bit of a story and we're going to go down Don's dating history road because that's how I roll. I'm just going to overshare with you guys. So when I started dating, which I was in my twenties, I really wanted to date in high school. Let's just kind of go off on a tangent for a second. I was boy crazy in high school. I had so many crushes. I like stalked guys down the hallway that I had crushes on. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, they made eye contact with me. I just wanted to be asked on a date. Never. Well, I think I did get asked on a date from someone that I didn't like once, but really no, didn't, did not. I was pretty awkward anyway. So when I first started dating, actually my first dating experience was pretty good. Um, um, but we were like good friends. He was a really nice guy. We dated for, I think a year and a half and probably about a year and a half too long. Um, but both of us were too scared to break up with the other anyway. So that was kind of my first experience, but going on to how to get people to trust and respect you. The next person I dated was the man I ended up marrying. So as you can see, I didn't have a lot of experience with dating. Now we had a really tumultuous, that's the word that's popping into my head, but I don't even know if that's a word. (laughs) 
we didn't have the best relationship. Uh, we really knew how to push each other's buttons and how to get each other angry. And it just wasn't healthy. But I just remember feeling like, why do you keep treating me like crap? Why? And being so frustrated with him. And you guys, we would have like screaming matches. I look back and I'm like, who were we? Cause I'm, we aren't in touch anymore. And I, I, I don't know what his life looks like right now, but I'm pretty sure he's probably not the same person as I'm not the same person, but there was something about our relationship that we like, I'm going to say from at least my perspective that we brought out the worst in each other. And I remember feeling like, how does he make my blood boil like this? And really projecting all the fault on him. Uh, and so I remember like when we, when I decided, which we got divorced. So when I decided to call it quits, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And just being like, you know what? I'm going to find someone who totally respects me so much more than the way, oh, my screen just went dark on my, you guys, I'm filming this on my phone in my office and I hope you like it. Um, but this is a whole new thing for me. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I was like, well, this is not going to happen again. So about a year later, I started dating somebody else and, um, I was like, this is exciting. And like, definitely had this like thing about not wanting to have another failed relationship. So I want to make it work, but I just basically got into another, the same situation. Um, this guy would say things to me, like, how does it feel knowing that you're not as smart as me? And like really constantly, I don't know if I should be dating you because you're divorced. And I just felt so disrespected. Now, a lot of you guys only know me from the last couple of years and I can be a little bit, uh, I can still struggle with being timid, but I also will call people out on their shit too. And so you might be thinking like, Don, why would you even put up with that? The Don then was so timid. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't want to have another failed relationship that I let this guy treat me like shit too. You guys, I found out he was, I was on his computer one day and he was online dating while we were together and I didn't break up with him. Like what the heck? I don't know if this is still recording. You guys, my phone is doing something so weird. This is going to be the most amazing. I think <gasps> I didn't press record. Oh my gosh. This whole time I've thought I've been recording this. <laughs> well, I guess you guys, this episode is not going to be on YouTube. Um, but the next one will be, oh my goodness, total fail. This is like a whole lesson in itself. Make sure you press record. All right. That was so exciting to tell you guys that these are going to be on YouTube. Um, but this one's not. <laughs> epic <laughs> fail. You know what? There's a podcast episode coming up about that. So maybe I'll, this will be an example story. Okay. Back to dating this guy. So yeah, like it was checking my email or something on his computer and he was online dating while we were together and I still did not break it off. I just let him, and I remember confronting him on it, which like that was gutsy because I didn't confront people back then. And not that confrontation, like, you know, sometimes we hear confrontation and we think like, mm, I don't do confrontation. Confrontation's so like gutsy and, and angry and um, harsh, but confrontation can be done in a gentle, caring, loving way just to clear the air. Anyway, I remember like saying to him, like, what the heck? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. I was just like, it was my old account, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I was so desperate to be loved and liked 
that I put up with it. And so I don't know if you guys can kind of get where I'm going here, but how to get others to trust and respect you is all about how you trust and respect yourself. Ugh, not the answer that anyone probably wanted to hear. But I look back and so him and I dated for, I think about eight or nine months. And uh, the best thing that could have ever happened was that he ended it. And I remember the time, like we would break up every like two months. And then I was so, I so wanted to make it work. And I saw his potential, which I'm sure some of you guys listening to this probably have fallen into this trap as well. I saw the potential for him to be amazing guy. And I knew he was an amazing person in his, you know, there, there was a reason why I was dating him. Um, and so I wanted to see that, but he wasn't in the place for it to work and we weren't the right match. So I remember when he finally was like, it's done. And I was like, yeah, I can't put up with this shit anymore. And I was, that was my first baby step to being able to stand up for myself and respect myself. And you guys, so where it all came from is because I was continually feeling taken advantage of by these guys I was um, in relationships with, um, it was because I didn't value myself enough. I truly, after my divorce, I did not, I felt like I was damaged goods. And then having this guy reiterate that over and over again throughout our relationship saying like, Don, I don't know if I should be dating you. You're divorced. Like Don now today would be like, fuck you. Then don't date me. (laughs) But back then, sorry, that's really explicit. But back then, I was just like, I'm like, you're right. I don't know if you should be dating me either. I'm like damaged goods and sloppy seconds. Like I've been married and divorced. And like, it's so funny because we uh, don't even get me on this rant about how like it's women's worth that is affected by it, but not men's. But this is a whole nother rant that I can go down. But how, and you guys, I'm not trying to shit talk this guy. I truly believe he's on his own life path and I wish him well, but that's what he was raised to believe. And that's what I was raised to believe. And if you guys know, I was brought up in a, in a religious upbringing that had a bit more of like a black and white mentality on things. And so I went, when I went through my divorce, that was earth shattering. I didn't believe in divorce. If you guys have heard me talk about this before, I didn't think I thought it was super wrong. And then I found myself in a situation where it was really unhealthy, really not good. And I couldn't, think that staying in it was the right thing to do. Now, was I judged immensely? Yes. I was told to my face that we shouldn't have got divorced by people who had no idea what was going on on the inside. The only two people that know about my divorce are me and my ex-husband. The only two people who know the truth about our relationship are me and my ex-husband. Now, do our truths probably look different? Absolutely. Because what you experience and your perception is totally different. Um, And that's why I'm really careful, you guys. I never want to sound like I'm coming down hard on another person. We're all on our own journey. We're all learning our own things. And oftentimes we treat other people because of the way we've been treated. But the lesson in this, I don't even know if I'm making any sense anymore, you guys, is that we teach people how to treat us. And so if you don't feel respected or that or trusted by the people in your life, whether it be your family, your friends, your partner, or maybe it's your clients at work, I want you to start taking a look at how you love and respect yourself, how you trust yourself. And you guys, this might've been like the single most hardest lesson in life that I've ever had to do because it meant um, turning the perspective onto myself and looking at me. If I wanted people to treat me with respect, I needed to respect myself. It's that time in the episode where I come on and interrupt myself to let you know that this episode of The Anxious Creative is brought to you by my free online education. 
This week, it is to find out the number one thing that is sabotaging your business and how to fix it. Do you want to know? I think you want to know because we all have things that we are self-sabotaging ourselves with. And so go over to DawnBradley.com backslash the one thing. That's DawnBradley.com backslash the one thing. That sounds like a total infomercial. You can spell one. You can use the number one. Both links work. DawnBradley.com backslash the one thing to find out the one thing that is sabotaging your business and how to fix it. You guys, I talked to so many other solopreneurs and creative ones, and we didn't even realize that we were all doing it. So I don't doubt that you're doing the same thing and it is such a quick and easy fix. You want to go download it, learn it, and and it's so good. And I'm so excited about it. I love sharing this stuff with you. Anyway, let's get back to me over sharing about my personal life because that's what you're really here for. Okay, cool. And so going back to that whole dating story, and this is like total overshare, but you guys, I'm working really hard at like being myself more with you. And to be honest, it scares the shit out of me to share a lot of this stuff on my podcast and put it publicly out there. But I know this can, I I get responses from you guys that this is helping and I'm so thankful. So um, bear with me as I be vulnerable and thank you for um, your your gentleness with me as I become more vulnerable with you. But I just want to, I just have such a strong desire to help others. And this sounds so fluffy and woo woo, but I have such a strong desire to be able to help others go through the things that I've had to go through with a lot more ease, education and understanding because I fought long and hard to try and figure this stuff out. So anyway, so I ended, uh, you know, I, I had my ex-husband, we were married, it was not good. And then I dated this other guy and there was like little things in between with other men that I just, you know, like was, was so desperate to be loved that I just let, let people take advantage of me and let them treat me badly. And I realize now in hindsight that I allowed it all. It's nothing, you know, and people are responsible for their own actions, but I didn't demand that respect. I've also had that happen in work where I've been frustrated with a client for feeling taken advantage of, but you guys, it's not their fault at all. And that's a tough truth. If you are frustrated with somebody in your life, feeling like they're taking advantage of you, I know this isn't the easy answer, but look at yourself and see if you're allowing it. It's really uncomfortable to stop it and not allow it, but then you stop them from doing it. And some people operate in the like, there's no harm in asking, where a lot of us people pleasers think if someone asks something of me, I have to say yes. And that's just not the case. A question is a question that has different answers. Never feel obligated. Um, Okay, ranty Don and passionate Don is on the podcast today. I think I like got a little bit more passionate when I realized the camera wasn't videoing me anymore. And I'm just like fully into it now not being self conscious about the way I'm looking. Um, Where was I? Okay, so after that guy and I broke up, I was like, yeah, this is the right move. Like this was not right. Like it it made me sad because I really cared about him and I really loved his family. I don't know if you guys have ever fallen in love with someone's family more than you fall in love with them, (laughs) but that's really hard to let go of someone's family when you really, really love them and they're great people. But I knew that it wasn't right, that I wasn't demanding the respect and we were in a cycle that was no good. So when um, he was like, it's done, I was like, no, you're right. This is good. And I think that I don't I don't know his perspective, but I think he was taken aback by that because every other time we had kind of broken up here and there, I'd always been trying to save it. I was like, are you sure you want this? I like I care about you so much. I was you know, for lack of a better word, super desperate. I really cared about him and I wanted him to be happy and healthy, but I, I 
I knew that him and it, I thought at him at his best, we could be together and be happy, but you can't hope for someone's potential because maybe the, the potential you see isn't the potential they want. Anyway, so then by the time um, he ended it, I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. And um, so it was just done. And then occasionally after we broke up, he would text me and call me and I was like, we can't do like stop. And I don't think he was ready for that. And it was, it was like this shift happened to me where like that final time when we broke up, I was like, you know what? This is right. I need to start respecting myself. And uh, no doubt it was a shift for him that he noticed because all of a sudden in the past when I'd, he, he'd text me and after we'd broken up briefly and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, let's, let's do this. Or, you know, like, let's meet up and let's get back together. Um, that this time it wasn't happening. And he got really angry with me. And this is the flip side of it, you guys, is that when you all of a sudden start demanding respect where you haven't been before, people don't know how to handle it. When people have been able to take advantage of you before or in the past, and when you all of a sudden don't allow it, they're going to kick and scream. Think of it. My example that I use is um, like a baby. If you like give in to a child constantly and give them, you know, if they cry a little bit and then you give them candy, this is <laughs> I don't, that's such a terrible example. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, you can't have candy. They're not going to be like, oh, okay. If they've gotten it every time before, or they've learned that they can kind of cry like eh, a little bit and you give into them and all of a sudden you stop giving into them. Just be prepared that their reaction is going to be heightened. People, when all of a sudden you set boundaries where there was no boundaries before, um, or when you start demanding respect where there wasn't um, the demand of respect before, it's not generally like 98% of the time. I don't know if that's a real statistic, but in my life, 98% of the time, it's not that they're just going to be like, oh, okay. No, it's going to get way worse before it gets better. People are going to kick and scream because it's not even, I don't, this is Dr. Don here, not scientifically proven at all, but my perception of it is that people don't even realize they're doing it. Sometimes they're being manipulative, but the thing is, is that people get into patterns and they know what works. And so subconsciously they know that they can have this reaction, be it anger or whatever towards you and that you're going to cave in. And then all of a sudden, when you start demanding respect, they're going to do that again. And when they don't get their way, it's going to get heightened and they're going to keep pushing it to see if you'll give in. Eventually it'll subside. And with this guy that I was dating, you guys, what happened is he kept texting me. And then I remember we were going to like meet up and I was like, I just wanted closure. I'm like big on closure with things. I really like to have closure and it drives me nuts when there isn't. Um, and then he was like, yeah, sure, let's meet up. And just like, you know, I wanted to be able to have a good breakup because um, I just wanted healthiness. You know, like I, I so admire people in romantic relationships that can end it on good terms. Unfortunately, I have not, the very first guy I dated, I guess we ended it on good. We're not friends still, but we're not, not like I've bumped into him and been friendly. Um, we don't stay in touch, but like my divorce, we, me and my ex-husband are not in touch anymore. And that's really tough because when you love somebody and then you can no longer talk to them, but you know, they exist and they're out there living your li their life. It's like grieving someone's death that is still, that's not, it is, it's grieving someone's death. That's not dead. It's really tough. And so with this one, I like really wanted to have closure and be able to be, uh, on good terms. So um, then when I'm trying to figure out how I can tell the rest of the story. Um, so we were going to meet up and then 
I thought it was good. This will be great. This will be closure. We can end on good terms. We can wish each other well. Like I can be, care about him and whatever. And then he, right before we were going to meet, was like, are, are we going to be intimate when we meet up? And I was like, no, like we're done. We're not, we're broken up. And so he's like, well, what's the point of even meeting up? And I remember being so defeated being like, oh, that was like the only, like I wanted to meet up to have closure. I wanted to meet up to, you know, end it well and wish him well and be able to, you know, be on good terms. And then to him, it was just like a hookup he wanted. He wanted like to be together one last time. And I was like, Oh no. And I, I remember feeling so bummed about that. And then he got really nasty, you guys, because, and this is my whole thought process on it is that I was demanding respect all of a sudden, and he wasn't used to it. And so, you know, that whole kicking and screaming, people are going to push and kick and scream until they try and get their way. And you guys, I got to this day, the most nastiest texts I've ever gotten from anyone. Um, he accused me of all this stuff that wasn't untrue. He said, I don't even want to repeat it, but he said the most terrible things to me in text that anyone has ever said to me. And it breaks my heart for him a little bit. It makes me kind of feel sad for him because I don't think that's who he was. But it just goes to show you when you start demanding respect and you want to be trusted and respected by people you're going to lose people in your life. People are going to kick and scream and get nasty. But the new people that'll come into your life, if you uphold those values and you you teach them how to treat you, which is the lesson in this whole podcast, is that you'll bring in the right people. But know that if you... The, the way to get people to trust and respect you is to trust and respect yourself first and foremost and demand that back. But know that it's not going to work on every person. You will lose people in your life. People may get nasty like those texts that I got. Um, it, those shook me to my core, you guys. I'm not going to lie. And it's hard to be vulnerable because I want to say that I wasn't affected by it. And that I, 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 I'm, I'm probably... Yeah, I'm really angry with him still to this day. It, it hurt a lot. Ooh, another emotional one. Trigger. Um, it hurt a lot to have someone that you cared about so much be so mean <laughs> and 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 have the hope that they cared about you enough to treat you well in the end and when they don't it's heartbreaking and that and that's the the tough truth you guys is that um not everyone is going to respect you and when you start to respect yourself um people who didn't respect you and they might not even be aware that they didn't respect you. They just knew they could get away with certain things with you, but it's just going to happen. Anyway, I'm so getting rambly, but here's the thing. And here's the good, the good part of this story is that when I first started dating Nick, who is my current partner, um, we've been together almost six years, which is like a record. Well, it is a record for me. I've never been with anyone this long, but when we first started dating, we were dating long distance and I was in a place where I'm like, I'm not letting this shit happen again. I've, you know, my, my divorce wasn't great. My, my marriage wasn't great. And then this guy that I only dated for like under a year, that didn't turn out well. And, and I remember feeling like I was so excited to be like respecting myself and gaining traction with myself. And then when, you know, like I said, like when I got those nasty texts being like, 
is this what happens when I start to stand up for myself? Like I thought standing up for myself was supposed to be empowering, was supposed to be excite. Like people were supposed to be on board with it and be like, yeah, Don, good for you. Like you're worth it. And then to be slammed like that and been like shit on for lack of a better term. I was like, what the hell? And I was like, I am not going to be with anyone that doesn't respect me ever again. So enter Nick into the picture. Nick gets to deal with all this past stuff that's happened in my life. So I'm on the defense. I'm guarded with him when we were first dating. I was trying to figure it out. And I remember, so we met in June and it was February and we were dating long distance and it was tough. And it had been six weeks since we'd seen each other. And we were on a phone call one day and he was saying like, Don, this is hard. And I thought he was about to break up with me. And I was like, don't drag this on. So, cause like I said, you guys, that, that guy that I dated beforehand, we'd like kind of break up for like 12 hours or a day or two, like every couple months. And it was this weird cycle that I actually can like see the pattern of. Um, so Nick's like, this is tough. And like, I don't know how we can do this. And right away I was like, don't drag this. I like get my boundaries up. My walls go up. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to break up with me, just break up with me. I give you full permission to do this over the phone, but don't drag it out. I, and I like went on a rant on him, you guys. It was so like, I just remember being like, you know what? Like, don't wait till I come to Calgary. Don't waste my time and my money of flying out there. Um, don't come to Saskatoon just to break up with me. No, I'm giving you full permission to break up with me right now. Like, I don't want to be with someone that does not want to be with me. That was my line. Like, I was like, I don't want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with me because I like finally was in a place where I was like, I love myself. I'm an amazing person. Someone is going to be lucky to be in a relationship with me. And like I said, it took me a long time. So finally I was demanding that respect of Nick, who I thought was like trying to like kind of tell me he wanted to break up. And I just like went off the walls and he's like, Whoa, Don, like that's not, I was just trying to say that this is hard. <laughs> and I was like, I like thought he was like trying to like kind of find a way to tell me that he wanted to break up with me. And like, yeah. So like I said, I was like, I don't want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with me. And I'm like, and if this doesn't work out, I'll be super bummed. Oh, this is what I said. I remember now I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to be with anyone that doesn't want to be with me. And like, I really care about you. And I see this relationship being something amazing. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to be with me, that's not worth it. And so wow, I'm passionate about this. But that's, I remember, I can remember exactly where I was standing in my room on the phone telling him this. And I was like, you know what? Will this suck if we end? Yeah. Do I really care about you and I see a future? Absolutely. But you know what? If we end, that's okay. And I don't know if I'll find someone else, but I might, And but I can't be with someone that doesn't want to be with me. And it was the first time that I really took that stand being like, I don't know. I don't know if it means I'll be alone or if there'll be someone else, but I'll figure it out. But I'm not willing to stay in something and try and make it work if you don't want to be in it. And yeah, like I said, you guys, he was like, uh, I'm just wanting to let you know that this is hard. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like I thought you were trying to break up with me. And so I ended up like getting on a plane like four days later and coming to Calgary to visit. And that was kind of the weekend that solidified our relationship. But I don't doubt that if I wouldn't have stood up for myself in that moment, and if I just would have been like, oh, like, you know, like always kind of like doting on him and trying to make the other and I know I'm talking all about like romantic relationships here but it works in any facet of life like if you kind of bend over backwards and let people walk all over you they will continue to walk all over you and it's not their fault it's yours and that like once again that's the tough truth that's the part that sucks and that's the part that I didn't want to look at for so long I wanted to be angry at my exes 
for being for not respecting me, but I could only be angry at myself because I taught them to treat me that way. I didn't demand or I no doubt that our relationships a major part of why they didn't work out was because I didn't demand respect from them. Are you guys are you guys feeling me on this? Do you get where I'm going? So anyway, the thing is is like how how you get other people to trust and respect your respect you is by trusting and respecting yourself. If you don't trust your, and I know I haven't talked about the trust part, but like, even if you don't trust yourself, how's someone else going to trust you? If you're kind of going into things being like, oh yeah, like maybe like, for example, even with, so I'm a hairstylist. And if I go to a client and be like, yeah, I think maybe I can get your hair here. Then how are they going to trust that I can do it if I don't trust myself? And so I over explain things to clients. I tell them like, you know, I'll be really honest. I'll be like, you know what? I don't know if I can achieve this for you, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to see what your hair is going to do for me. And then we'll go from there. And then, then they have trust in me because I'm being honest. But if I don't trust myself and I, if I'm like, yeah, I can, I can totally get you there. I think, (laughs) or, you know, I don't, I feel like this isn't maybe a good example and I don't know if I'm making sense, but I hope you guys follow where I'm going. I feel like you guys prefer when I'm like more myself like this and maybe not making sense with tangents, but you guys, the, the real lesson, if it has to be a lesson that we learned in this podcast episode is that you teach people how to treat you and it's so unsexy and it's so not the fun work and it's so, um, it's the inner work we have to do. It's not the pointing the finger and being like, it's your fault that you don't treat me well. And that's the shittiest part of this. But you guys, once I started realizing it, that I needed to work on myself and I needed to demand, demand respect and I needed to learn to respect and love myself, then things on the outside, my outside world and the way people treated me was so much better. And and it means I attracted the right people. So it wasn't always me. It didn't always mean, like I said, that the people who disrespected me or didn't trust me before all of a sudden magically did. Usually in that case, sometimes it has, but usually in that case, those people slip away. And it's starting fresh with people that, that um, th- they know where to stand. So the people who are trying to take advantage or the people who, are tr- who have no boundaries, they generally are the ones that just kind of slide away. But then the people who understand it and respect it and know it and maybe have been there too, they're the ones that stay. Does that make sense? Do you guys get it? I think I've rambled on too long, but there is a deep inner looking on my dating history, how I let the past men in my life walk all over me, how I didn't demand respect and therefore wasn't respected. And you guys, it took a long time for me to do this work. It was, it was a lot of therapy. It was a lot of crying on the couch. It was a lot of mourning the death of some relationships, friendships and clients and business because that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the... I don't know what that song is. Anyway, I have rambled on too long. I'm so sorry I got your hopes up about the YouTube. Um, the YouTube... Am I like an old, like ancient person who doesn't know technology now? I am going to video these. These will be um, watchable online. Just not this one yet because I totally messed it up. And I feel like it was too good of a podcast episode to start over. So thank you so much for joining me, you guys. I love this community. Um, I love that you guys are here week in and week out. If you love this podcast and you enjoy listening to it, can I ask... You know where this is going. Can I ask a favor? Can you please subscribe, like, and review this? Uh, It's on iTunes and Google Play. And that just helps 
boost its ratings, I think. I'm not really sure how this works. It like helps boost it so other people can see it. And that helps me so that I can keep bringing you free content week after week, help you on your journey and help other people because sharing is caring. And yeah, I want I want more people to hear this. So like, subscribe and review is those are the three things. Like, subscribe and review. Share it with your friends. Um, if you're listening to it on your phone, take a screenshot, post it in your stories, tag me, tag me at Don Bradley Hair and at the Anxious Creative Podcast. I love seeing those, you guys. They totally make my day. You know, they say it's like when you get likes on an Instagram post, it actually releases dopamine in your brain, which is like the same hormone that's released when people do cocaine. Isn't that crazy? So we're actually like addicted to the likes. So if you could tag me. Uh, I would love that, uh, of course. And yeah, so you teach people how to treat you guys. That's how you get people to trust and respect you by trusting and respecting yourself. All right, that's it for this week. I'll hang out with you next week. And hopefully next week's one will be videoed. Peace out, guys. Love ya.